and welcome back to It Bees Like That. Happy Sunday, everybody. We have another main episode today. Um, today's main episode is going to be on deafness and hearing loss. To most people, meeting a deaf child or having a deaf child is something that isn't really talked about because it's, it's, it's rare to us. But in reality, according to the CDC, 14.9% of children have hearing loss or are deaf. 14.9. So that like roughly estimates to about 5 in every 1,000 children is going to have hearing loss of some sort. And that is actually a pretty large number. In fact, my own sister was actually born with um, hearing loss. It got to a point that she thought that her name was my name because my parents would say my name so much that she thought my name was Wawine and she thought that her name was also Wawine. Um, She didn't understand that her name was Mackenzie. Um, But that was just something that I kind of grew up with. So this is a topic that I know a little bit about, but I actually found out some really cool stuff. So... I'm excited to share that with you guys. Now, before we begin, we have two write-in stories today. One of them comes from my own sister, just to talk a little bit about how she has dealt with being deaf over the years. Um, And our other write-in is from a woman named Lizzie. Lizzie is also mostly deaf, and it was pretty much right from birth as well. So you guys will hear from them a little bit later. You know, it's always special to me whenever my sister can write in for my podcast. Um, It's actually funny because she hasn't listened to it. Um, And I don't know if it's because she's hard of hearing or if it's because she doesn't want to. But anyway, I'm hoping to be able to get a transcript going um, for every episode as soon as I figure out some other stuff. Um, So anyway, let's get into it. Now, when you think of deafness, you probably think of hearing aids and note writing and and sign language, but there's actually a lot more out there to help people who suffer from hearing loss. Now, hearing aids do help. That is probably like the most common thing that people use. Um, I know that my sister has, I think, two pairs of hearing aids. But there's actually something that is a little bit similar to hearing aids that you might not have seen as often. Um, But that is called the cochlear implant. A cochlear implant is a device that is implanted into the heads of people with severe hearing disabilities. They help the people be able to hear better on their own than they would without the implant. But... It's not exactly the same way as hearing without hearing loss. Um, It's a little more electronic. It's a little different. Um, Actually, both of our stories kind of go into that a little bit too. So that will be explained later on in the episode. But it's definitely different for everyone who ends up with a cochlear implant. I'm sure that it's more helpful to some than it is to others. And there might be people out there who wish they hadn't gotten it. And there's probably tons of people out there who wish that they could. Um, The cochlear implants have really been revolutionary. But before there was cochlear implants or hearing aids at all, 
there was Morse code. Um, actually, the inventor of Morse code was named Samuel Morse, and he invented it after he had invented the telegraph. And actually, his second wife was deaf. Um, her name was Sarah Elizabeth Griswold, and she actually helped him to create Morse code. In fact, he even used it with his wife. He would tap on her hand, and that's how they would communicate back and forth to each other most of the time. And I find that really romantic, so Valentine's Day. Um, but I just thought that that was a really cool thing that I didn't know. Like, you know, you never think who invented Morse code. I found it really interesting. And so when I looked up Morse code to find out a little bit more, I actually found out that Thomas Edison was deaf. I never knew that he was deaf. I mean, I could be the only person on the entire planet that doesn't know that he was deaf, but he was. Um, and I found that so interesting because nobody ever talks about it. Um, but he was totally deaf in one ear and then he was hard of hearing in the other. Um, but he thought of his deafness as a blessing in many ways. It kept conversations short so that he could have more time for work. Um, he called himself a two-shift man because he worked 16 out of every 24 hours. He also improved the telephone and the telegraph. And he invented the light bulb, which we pretty much all knew that one. But he also invented the phonograph and the talkies movies, um, which basically ended silent films. Um, and that, that captivated the deaf community at that time. That was something revolutionary. He also communicated in Morse code with his wife. Um, and I read this a little bit, but I didn't know if it was true or not. But apparently, he nicknamed his first child, who was a girl, Dot, and his second child, which was a son, and he named him Dash, but I don't know if that was true or not, but if not, it's just a funny little joke. But I guess that Edison walked so that William Shaw could run. Um, William Shaw lived between 1869 to 1949, and he was arguably the greatest deaf inventor. He invented deaf-friendly doorbells, alarms, clocks, baby monitors, and phones. So basically, he was the basis of all of the technologies that deaf people use now, like um, subtitles whenever they're watching TV or YouTube or anything like that, um, the online slides for school. Kids are able to print those out and download them and read over them so that way they don't miss out just because they're deaf. They also are able to use, like, translator apps, like, just write something down, and then you can show it to somebody, and you're even able to make it so that you can talk to people in other languages. I mean, it's crazy the amount of things you can do with technology nowadays. Um, something I really didn't, like, think about was phone conversations. So, like, you can actually call somebody, whether you're deaf or not, and you would use an internet relay device or an app, and it would basically make it so that you could type back and forth what it is, but it's still a phone conversation. And I found that really interesting. But I'm sure that it comes to no surprise to anyone um, that video calls are also really prevalent in the deaf community. They're able to sign back and forth to each other and talk to each other. And I know that for me, using FaceTime instead of just calling Mac has made things so much easier. 
because there's subtitles on FaceTime. So now I can call her whenever and I don't, I don't have to talk louder. I don't have to repeat myself for her. She's able to participate in a normal flowing conversation with me with no worries. And that is amazing. Um, something else that I found that was really cool was that there's even alarms like smoke alarms, baby alarms, baby monitors, um, things of that nature that actually light up like crazy. Like they'll just start flickering all these different colors and and emitting a high pitch frequency that they're able to hear to know that something is wrong, something is off. And that is really cool. It's amazing how far technology has actually come from a time where if you were deaf, you either had to write everything down or people would like shun you um, to now we're able to help people with technology. It's, it's amazing. It's one of probably the only things that was good that came out of technology. Now, I'm sure that we have all heard of sign language or ASL, American Sign Language. Um, but something that a lot of people might not know is that there is actually sign language for just about every language. People can also um, read each other's lips. So that can kind of go with sign language a lot of times. Somebody will be talking and signing at the same time and that person is able to go back and forth looking at lips or looking at hands and it helps a lot with communication and holding normal conversations with people. I have ended up in some situations that I felt bad because even though my sister has hearing loss, um, we never learned ASL. We never really tried. And honestly, like, we regret it now because Max hearing has gotten worse over the years. Um, so we want to learn, which is why I have now signed up for free classes through the Oklahoma School for the Deaf. So they offer these classes that are self-paced. And what's really cool is that you get eight lessons, but you get to do them over the course of for me, it's going to be January 12th until June 30th of this year. So you get so much time to be able to put it around your schedule and like, you know, try to learn it in a reasonable amount of time without putting all of the important things to the side because you want to learn another language. I know how it is. My life is constantly so, so busy. In fact, actually, this is my only day that I've had to just sit down and record all week because I just had so much going on. But it's really awesome that they're able to offer these free classes. Like, it's a whole other language. Like, we have to pay for that stuff. Like, Babbel and Rosetta Stone and all those. Like, you have to pay for those. With ASL, they're like, hey, we just want to help. And that's why I signed up. In fact, Mac is going to sign up too. And... I think you guys should too. It costs absolutely nothing. I don't even have to put my information in really, just my name and my email. And then they sent me all the courses. Well, they didn't send them to me yet. They're going to send them to me on the 12th. But they're going to send me everything and I'll be able to teach myself sign language with these courses. And then after I'm done, I can start up 
the next section, which is ASL 2. And maybe by then, I'll know how to do sign language. And then I can be like those awesome people who do the ASL translations at concerts. Just be like, get into that music. Like, I remember there was one that was like circling last year, I think, of that girl. And she was getting crazy at the Doja concert. And I just thought that that was so cool. So, you know. Maybe I'll get into that, but it's a really great resource and it's a really great thing to learn. In fact, um, we had went to a museum like two years ago or something like it was during COVID and uh, there was a dinosaur exhibit and I wanted to go see it because I love dinosaurs. And so we went and when we were leaving, I was eating a banana and this little baby like couldn't even talk yet is looking at me and doing this thing with his hand and his mom turns to him and she signs back no and the baby wasn't deaf he just couldn't speak yet but she turns to me and she said he's trying to get your banana and I was like oh my god he can have it like I don't care and she was like no he just ate he does not need this banana (laughs) um and she explained to me that she's been teaching him how to do sign language ever since he was able to understand that she was teaching him something. I don't even think he was a year old. Um, And I thought that was so cool. And then our friend, she has two babies. And um, the little girl, she's been teaching her stuff since she was little. And her little boy, she started teaching him things too. And he's not talking yet. He just turned one and he's so cute. But the two of them, oh, they're adorable. They just do their little signs and I love it and I want to be able to learn it too so that way I can help them learn and I can I can be a part of that with them because I think it's so important to be able to speak another language for one just being able to do that is so helpful but to be able to communicate with somebody who is hard of hearing or deaf that is it's a whole other thing it's like you get to actually communicate with this person that other people might not be able to and it will probably make them feel so much better and so much more like people i feel like people just assume oh i don't speak sign language so i'm not going to go talk to that person but you can't be like that my sister and i were never like that um she did a whole bunch of deaf speaking competitions Um, And so, like, she would write a speech, and she ended up coming in first, I think, in the state um, for deaf speaking. And so I got to meet a lot of people who knew a lot of sign language. And so I picked up a few things, and I still know those. But I want to be able to hold a conversation, like a real conversation. And I feel like you guys would be able to, too, if you just sign up for this Oklahoma School for the Deaf class and it's free did I mention that that it's free um no excuses because it's free (laughs) but yeah those are all some really great resources that deaf people or people who are just hard of hearing have at their disposal so that way they can get by in the world just like everybody else and speaking of getting by in the world just like everyone else we are gonna get started with the stories Um, the first story is going to be from Lizzie. Uh, Lizzie is a friend of ours. She runs a animal, like, charity place or like a, um, 
like an like an animal shelter. There we go. She runs an animal shelter, and uh, she used to run one up here, and she's since moved, but she still continues with it. But she's hard of hearing, so here's her story. When I was born, I needed oxygen. At the time, they didn't know that oxygen damaged premature ears and eyes, and as a result, I lost a significant amount of my hearing before I got a chance to use it. I am classified as moderately hard of hearing. I had the absolute fortune of having a pair of deaf aunts who communicated in ASL. For the first four years of my life, I spent about 10 hours a day with them as my mother went back to work. At home, she spoke and signed with me. In kindergarten, I started speech therapy and classes to read lips. During this year, I got my first pair of hearing aids. Some butt munch in class made fun of them, and I threw them in the trash when no one was looking. Oops. So began my push into the hearing world. Adding in my autism-linked auditory processing disorder, and things went funky pretty quickly. But by the time I graduated high school, I was basically functional. Fast forward to college. The first time I'm actually around groups of people again, on purpose, <laughs> many years later, and I discover that things have gotten worse. I finally caved and bought hearing aids again. Note, I hate them, and now only use them when I'm at work. My hearing loss most affects me in my work life. Even with my hearing aids, hearing lots of noises all at once can be hard to decipher. This is where my learning how to function as an ensemble member of a musical group has come into play, because I cannot necessarily fully process the individual sounds on each of the 15 to 40 dogs I may have on site each day. Instead, I use what hearing I can work with and listen to the sound as one whole. When something goes wrong with a dog, I am able to pick out that one discordant sound because so much of my life has been lived with outside world being a very nebulous fringe sound on the edge of my consciousness, only slightly improved with bilateral hearing aids. Combined with being able to tell when one part of a whole has hit a wrong note, it is so much easier for me to sense when a dog's attitude has changed. At the same time, a skill like this often makes my coworkers, who cannot hear this change in the sound of the pack, completely forget that I mostly cannot hear. They will not answer the phone, expecting the highest ranking shift member, which is always me when I'm present, to handle calls, as is normal. But when I'm working, the next person has to take the calls because it's nearly impossible for me to hear the constituents in human speech over a phone without also reading lips. It's much harder for me to interact with customers on a day-to-day -day basis outside of text message. Competence in having adapted to the hearing world for 30 plus years led to an incompetence in those around me to understand my incapabilities. It leaves me frustrated with others for always forgetting and leaves them frustrated with me because they feel I should be able to hear them if I can hear the dogs. Trying to explain frequency and decibels doesn't help. Instead, I simply look weird. 
My hearing, or lack thereof, and the way people insist on interacting with me because of it is a large part of why I work with animals. Aside from your standard issue, ew, people, kind of way. Thank you so much, Lizzie. That was a really great story. I feel bad. I feel like I always repeat things, but I feel like all these stories are great. But I think it's kind of incredible that you were able to think of the sound of the pack of dogs as a whole and, like, figure out which dog is making what sound. Like, that's crazy. I always knew that you were, like, really connected to the animals. Like, you know, you could just tell. But I think that that's a really cool skill to have learned over time. I'm sorry that not everybody can understand or remember. I'm sure that it gets extremely frustrating. In fact, I know it can get extremely frustrating. Mac gets frustrated every time that, like, she feels like nobody is explaining anything to her. So I'm so sure that you go through that, too. And not being able to answer the phone is such an easy thing for other people to pick up. Like, I wish that they would just be able to remember that for you. And maybe they will. Maybe they will. But I know that probably as of right now, it's a little frustrating. So I really appreciate you sending in this story. It was really nice to be able to hear from somebody else about what it's like to actually be a deaf person and to continue to live and continue to work with animals and have a family and have everything that everyone else has. I think it's beautiful. And I'm so happy to have known you, Lizzie. You were really a savior for the two animals that we gave you. And we think about them all time, especially Mr. Rice Cakes, um, whatever his name is now. But I really appreciate you being able to take them in. It's really wonderful that you were able to put so much work and care and love into helping these animals who don't have a home or don't have owners or just need a little help. I think it's really wonderful what you do. So thank you so much. Our next story is from my sister. I know that she wrote in not last time, but the time before, but she also wrote in this time because she is deaf. Um, Mac has really went through a lot to get to where she is now. And I really hope that you guys are able to enjoy and appreciate how far she's come and how hard my parents worked to get her here and how hard we all worked to make sure that she wouldn't get left behind. So without further ado, Mac's story. I was born with moderate to severe hearing loss. From my understanding, my auditory nerves aren't fully connected to my eardrums, but the reason never mattered. I was used to my hearing loss, and even when I got my first hearing aid as a child, it was difficult to get me to keep them in. As hard as it might be to imagine, I don't like hearing. It's uncomfortable and overwhelming. I can only handle five minutes at a time. Unfortunately, I never learned ASL, being more focused on learning to speak. With my hearing, even though I speak quite well, I struggle to verbally communicate with others, and I really hope to learn ASL in the future. Being a member of the deaf community is an important part of who I am, and even if I could get the hearing I'm missing, I wouldn't want to. 
There is beauty in hearing loss, in the silence that surrounds you. My hearing led me towards expressing myself through written words, which led to a successful period of time in public speaking, and now is what I major in. For as many challenges that have come with my hearing loss, it has formed who I am today. One aspect of my hearing loss I was asked to highlight is my speaking ability. Typically, many people born with hearing disabilities also have disabilities with speech. I don't know the science behind this, so I don't want to make any assumptions, but speaking was always very important for me since I was a child. I practiced speaking for hours on my own, reading a dictionary. This wasn't because my family expected me to, or that my school demanded it. It was my own goal. Now, I have won awards for my success as a deaf speaker, and I'm very proud of my abilities. I have a very clear voice, topping even my hearing peers, which serves me well. However, I also acknowledge this as being a privilege. My speaking voice has allowed me to be able to pass in that aspect when needed, even if I'm struggling to understand the person I'm communicating with. I have not had to face the same judgment and discrimination that many of my other deaf friends have. I try my best to use my voice to aid others. Although it is difficult to speak up for a community that I feel separated from due to both my voice and my lack of signing, I hope to learn ASL in the upcoming year and to become more involved with the local community, especially since my place in it has always been something important to me. Oh, Mac, you're going to make me cry, bro. It really was something that Mac worked on forever. I think that we all did. Um, and even still, sometimes Mac will say something and, and I'll just nudge her in the right direction and she never messes that word up again. Mac doesn't fully understand how words and sentences work to be said. But if you ever read any of Mac's Jambar um, columns, you probably know how beautiful she writes. I really feel like being deaf really was an opportunity for her. I feel like being deaf kind of helped her to find her identity, to see that she's a writer, and to know that she has a place in this world. And I'm so proud of her. So proud of you, Mac. Like, you work your ass off, bro. <laughs> like, it's amazing to me that she's gotten this far. And, like, we crack jokes on each other, you know? And, and all that. But at the end of the day, everything that she went through is not a laughing matter. And her and I have been through it but she has put the work in. And to all those teachers out there who said that Mac didn't try or that she was lazy or whatever, honestly, fuck off. Because she really tried. Just a lot of people just didn't understand that Mac moves at Mac's pace, and that is just the way it is. Because she is stubborn, and she is hard-headed, but, man... She's one of the smartest people that I know.
Yeah. We always thought she was going to be a lawyer as a kid because she could talk me out of any kind of trouble that I was in. Uh, she got me out of a few things. Just just being her. Even things that, she, that I got in trouble for because I like made her cry or something because, you know, like we're children. She would turn around and be like, no, no. <laughs> that's not right everything is fine and <laughs> she would just like talk me out of it but now she's found that she wants to be a creative writer and she wants to write stories and I have read more of her stuff than other people have I've been very privileged in that way um but Mac is a bomb writer and I'm really hoping that she'll get a book out there in the next year she's supposed to graduate this spring and I'm so proud gonna have that degree and gonna just keep going it's gonna take a year work on a book and stuff and then try to get into grad school and I'm so proud well everyone that's it for this episode um, I'm hoping to have another like platform or something um, but I'm thinking about going on a cast or one of the other streaming platforms. Um, I don't know if that's going to mean that you're going to start getting ads beforehand or not. Um, but I guess we'll just find out. Because I want to be able to get this out there all at the same time. Because right now I'm doing everything like piece by piece. And it's kind of taking more time than it should. Because I have to wait for it all to upload and stuff. And sometimes it doesn't take long at all. But sometimes it'll take me like an extra 30 minutes. Um... I think last week my Podbean one came out like a half hour after Spotify did. So if you guys are experiencing that, I'm so sorry. I'm having these out as quickly as I can. Um, but, you know, like I've been saying every episode, I'm still learning. Um, but anyway, thank you so much for listening. Uh, I think that next week's episode is going to be on cerebral palsy. So we will have a mini Monday episode on that and I already have a write-in so if anybody else knows someone with cerebral palsy or you've been affected personally or just affected by family please reach out to me at it like that podcast at gmail.com um, you can also send me a message on Facebook uh, for now anyway but yeah thank you so much and I'll see you next week with another mini Monday episode bye <laughs>